I got great news, guys. Oh! It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Thank you very much, yeah. Hey, sports fans, I'm Cam Spoon, your sports grid news and betting update. It's time to get on the grid, everyone. Bradley Beal staying in the nation's capital. The Washington Wizards and guard Bradley Beal have agreed on a two-year max contract for $72 million. It also includes a player option for 2022-2023. His agent, Mark Barnerstein, telling ESPN today the 26-year-old Beal was previously set to hit free agency as a part of the heralded 2021 class. He'll now be under contract to the Wizards until either the summer of 2022 if he does not exercise that option or the following offseason. The timing and signing could be very strategic as well. If Beal declines his option, which follows his 10th NBA season, he'd be eligible to re-sign with Washington on a max five-year, $266 million contract. If he signs elsewhere, the max would be four years and 198 mil. Beal coming off his best NBA campaign, the two-time All-Star average career highs in nearly every stat, including points, 25.6 a game, 5.6 assists, five boards and 1.5 steals, along with playing 36.9 minutes a game. Beal had until Monday to accept Washington's offer. Buddy Heald has issues and a warning to Sacramento. He says he'll reconsider his future with the Kings if the parties can't come to terms on a new deal. The 26-year-old holding out for $110 million over four years, while Sacramento has reportedly offered $90 million. <clears throat> Heald, the sixth overall pick in 2016 from Oklahoma, averaging a career-high 20.7 points, five rebounds, and 2.5 assists. And he shot 42.7% from three-point land. Game four, the ALCS between the Yankees and Houston Astros. It goes down tonight at 8.08 Eastern with Houston up 2-1 to one in the series. Astros manager A.J. Hank says Jenk Cranky's going to get the call in game four. The Yanks counter with Mashahiro Tanaka. New York laying a buck 40, total 8.5. Game five of the series will be played Friday night at 7.08. Also, the Houston Astros have been cleared of any wrongdoing for game one of the ALDS after the Yankees suspected they were whistling to cover to convey signs to their hitters and uh, that did not happen apparently after investigation big news in the nhl the toronto maple leafs captain johnny Tavares out two weeks at least after suffering a broken finger in wednesday's loss to the washington capitals the 29 year old has been durable in his nhl career suiting up for at least 77 games the past five years Tavares has seven points before suffering the injury vegas forward val zykoff He's been suspended 20 games without pay for violating the league's performance-enhancing substances program. The 24-year-old winger has two points in seven games. Great news for the New York football Jets. They got Sam Darnold back last week, and defensive star linebacker C.J. Mosley says he's ready to rock and return for Monday Night Football versus the undefeated New England Patriots, barring any setback. Mosley has missed the last four games after suffering a groin injury in the season opener versus the Buffalo Bills. Good news, the Chargers left tackle. Russell Okong says he'll be back on the field as early as week seven after missing the first six games with a pulmonary embolism. The team says Okong participated in full practice today. The two and four Chargers last in the AFC West. They meet the Tennessee Titans week seven on Sunday. The Miami Dolphins holding trade conversation when it comes to running back Kenyon Drake. The Dolphins are looking for the right offer for their starting rusher and the fourth year pro told the team he'd be welcoming a fresh start. Drake had started two of five games this year, producing 153 rushing yards and 137 receiving yards for the winless Dolphins. NFL football Thursday night, a good game battle in the AFC West. 820 kickoff, KC minus three at Denver, total 49 and a half. First quarter, KC minus a half, nine and a half. First half line, KC minus one and a half, 24 is your total. A parent college football, 730 Sunbelt action, UL Lafayette minus six at Arkansas State. The total there, 68 and a half, 9 p.m. Pac-12. UCLA at Stanford Cardinal minus three and a half. 
49 is the over-under. Busy night in the National Hockey League. Tampa Bay at Boston. Bruins minus 126. Minnesota's at Montreal. Habs minus 165. Six is your total. Rangers at New Jersey. Big battle. Devils minus 115. Six and a half. It's the first regular season between the top two picks in the draft. Number one overall, Jack Hughes. And number two, Capo Caco for the Rangers. Two at eight o'clock. We got Vancouver and St. Louis. Blues minus 205 and a half. Islanders and Winnipeg. Jets minus 136 is your total. 9 p.m. Detroit at Calgary. Flames minus 246. Two more at 10. Nashville minus 15 at Arizona. Over under six. Ottawa at Vegas. Golden Knights minus 310. Six and a half. 1030 action. We got Buffalo at the LA Kings. Kings minus 26 is your total. I'm Cam Stewart. Stick around. Hour one of Red Heat and Rage with my buddy Gabe Morenci. He's live at the Sports Girl Studios at the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. We'll talk to Whale Capper from California in hour one. Red Heat and Rage on Sports Grid. It's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions, red heat and rage has begun. I am Arenci. We're throwing it down at the Sports Grid Studios, FanDuel Sportsbook, Meadowlands. Uh, let's do this. We have a big uh, Thursday night, and I don't know, maybe I'm hearing things, but I'm willing to bet that I just heard Cam say the Sports Girl Studio. Sports Girl? You said Who's Sports Grid sports on the way out. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I heard him say sports. Head. I thought I heard him say sports grill. Sports grill. Mm. Sports grill. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, you know what's grill. funny? Yeah. Sports grill. Because it's funny. I think of uh, I think of girls a lot, so I'm like sports girl. Cam yeah. thinks of food, so he slipped in sports grill. Sports grill. Yeah, it's somewhere. I don't know. I'm thinking. <laughs> I I heard sports girl, but it might have been sports grill. I, like I think you subconsciously. Yeah, I heard sports grill. grill. Right now. Yeah, I heard sports grill, baby. But maybe I'm thinking about like a. Grilled cheese sandwich or something. Okay, yeah, you're selling me out here. Yeah, yeah no, I'm thinking. I, I like yeah. I like sports. Uh, sports Girl sounds great, and I love Sports Grill. I like the from the Sports Grill Studios. Yum yum. <laughs> they both sports are very grill. good. Yeah, Welcome like to the split. You know, if you had a girl, sports the Sports Girl radio show from the Sports Grill Studios. Exactly. Sports Grill. What a name for a sports bar restaurant. Love- sports Grill. Sports Grill just writes itself, Brancy. We, we, we invented another one. It really one. does. <laughs> Come to the sports, sports girl. girl. If I was a, if I was a girl, that'd be the name of my show. Hey, I'm Sports Girl. It's like Sports Rage. Sports Girl. I like Sports. We, girl. we just keep discovering. We keep making magic for other people, not us. We have a million ideas for other people. That doesn't help us. That's so true. That's so true. All right. So uh, anyone that wears a toupee. I don't think they left the house today if you live in New York City. It's freaking windy, oh, yeah. bro. It's like 60-mile-an-hour yeah. winds. Like, no, I'm not oh, even excited. It's like 60-mile-an-hour winds. I don't know what kind of effect it's going to have on, on the baseball tonight. But I got to tell you, Ken, it's not baseball weather, bro. And it's not even football weather. Like, I wouldn't even want to be sitting at Matt Life outside right now for a football game in the Bronx. Tonight, it's going to be cold, windy, and, you know, really severe wind gusts uh, right now. Hey, you want to hear something funny, buddy? I think it plays to the... Un- I yes, was Yang. about to uh, give a take on the game here, Yang, but if, you know... 
Yeah. Yes, Yang. What's so, so you was talking about? You was talking about how windy it is, and um, I'm on my way to to, to work, and um, I'm riding my scooter, and at one point I got this gust of wind that was hitting, that was uh, blowing against me, and for a second I wasn't going nowhere. I was just like pulling on my scooter, and just like the wind was just kept me in one place and stuff. I just jumped on the train after that. Oh, too windy for the scooter. <laughs> yeah, cut. too windy. You can't get shut down by scooter. This guy's too much, though, huh? Oh, he's great. We, we call his name a million times. He's never around. I'm in the middle of talking about the game. He's like, hey, you want to hear about my trip on my scooter? <laughs> the time and place, Yank. Time and place. Sports grill. Sports grill. <laughs> yeah, sports grill. Uh, I think I, I said could, grill. I something on the sports grill. But uh, we can check the tape. All right, Whale Capper joins us next. Whale Capper. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Game time decisions, red heat and rage. So for the record, uh, we've confirmed during the break, uh, Cam said sports grill. Grill. I heard sports girl, but uh, Cam did say sports grill instead of sports grid. But, you know, know, food's on your mind, Cam. What can can we say? Cam's thinking about a nice uh, grilled cheese sandwich right now. On the sports grill? Yeah, awesome. Sounds great. And I like your I like your idea too. If you're a, a lady who knew sports, sports girl, just very simple and effective. You don't need fancy names. Just stick to the script. Sports girl. Well, you know you do, you do a very good update. Um, I know it's um, you. you know you get a lot of content uh, in there. So at the sure end, do. you said uh, we're going to send it to Marenzi at the Sports Grill Studios. Uh, Whale Capper <laughs> Sports Grid. I thought he said Sports Girl. But it turns out it's grill. Uh, but then, then we came to the conclusion that Sports Grill is a great name for a, a sports bar restaurant, isn't it? We're going down oh, to the Sports so Grill. Good. So good. And it just writes itself. Yeah, yeah, Sports Grill. So how you doing, Will Capper? Oh, I'm great, man. I was uh, excited for Week 7. There's some really awesome contests on the card this week. And uh, playoff baseball starting pretty soon. Uh, it feels like the weekend already, even though it's Thursday. So this is as good as it gets, man. Well, yeah, very looks nice like the there. weekend for you. Like that, ah, that, that, that picture is so pristine. Oh, I know. I feel like it my doesn't life sucks when I see this guy. It doesn't even look real. It looks like uh, you're using like a green screen, and like that's like a blue shot. Like the tree's not even moving. Not a cloud in the sky. It looks like it's just. It's like that's your shot. Like that's sort of the uh, the shot there. And I know so. You're paying attention to what's going on. Yeah, you can have your son, Whale Capper. There's a reason why. Uh, there's a reason why no team from the West Coast has won an NCAA uh, championship Soft. in like 25 years. Soft, soft, soft. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you probably. It is true, though. 
No yeah. one's won. No one's won an NCAA basketball term. It's kind of weird. Uh, but but anyways, mm-hmm. all kidding aside, good to have you. But so I know you know about the win. So obviously last night the Yankee mm-hmm. Astro game was postponed due to uh, heavy rains, and it was heavy rains uh, last night. Now there's heavy winds. Um, wind gusts of up to 50 miles per hour. Expected to be just sort of typically between 20 and 30 during the game tonight. Um, Joel Sherman from the New York Post is already at the stadium, and they're doing, like, wind checks. It's averaging 17 miles an hour right now. (laughs) And it's not nighttime yet, guys. In the Bronx. How is it going to affect the total? I think it's going to make it harder. We saw the ball. You saw it. No, Cam, I'm saying under. It's going to be like a wiffle ball, bro. And if you remember when you were a kid, a wiffle ball, you smack it, what happens? Now, what could happen, though, guys, and it's not like we got a bunch of gold glovers out there to begin with uh, for the Yankees. (laughs) Like, um, there could be some problems fielding fly balls, guys. Like, a guy could be right there, and, you know, the ball could just sort of, I don't know. Like, this really could be one of the windiest baseball games in modern history, guys. But... You notice, like, the, the odds makers, they didn't make it 10.5 the total, did they? Like, they're, they're capping this game that the win's going to help the under. And, you know, from the New York Post. Now, listen, I had someone on from, uh, from Newsday today, but I put her on the spot. Poor girl's a beat writer for the Yankees. I'm asking her about wind and which way it blows. And, like, I'm like, you know, when it bounces off the wall in the stadium, Laura, which... <laughs> I'm looking for gambling edges here, Well, Capper. I'm asking the, the beat writer for weather edges. But um, uh, they're, they're on top of it here. So uh, basically they're saying that a Yankee Stadium, when it's this windy, the ball dies. Okay. It's, it's, it keeps the ball from going over the wall. The total's mm-hmm. eight and a half. And it's not like the odds makers, Well, Capper, don't know what the weather is here. You know what I'm saying? They're all too aware what the wind is. We know about it with the Cubs all the time. You got Granky, who people are acting like it's Edwin freaking Jackson tonight. Ah, it's Granky. Yankees can win uh, against Tanaka. Before we get to the football, what's your take on the baseball? Then we'll get Cam's uh, take on the game. But we'll get Cam's take after. Will Capper's the guest right now. What's your pick on the baseball game tonight? Well, your point about uh, your point about the outfielders is pretty spot on. You know, we know defense wins championships, uh, and uh, if you have some questionable outfielders as it is, and the ball's swirling up there, that could absolutely create the uh, uh, the opportunity for the Astros to get a couple extra base runners. And I would think, uh, you know, I, I would have thought that uh, just the Yankees being more familiar with their home park and knowing kind of, okay, well, if the wind is doing this. This is how we take advantage of that. I would think that, that would tip the scales in their favor. Especially a guy like Grinky, who looks a little mentally fragile, a guy who's you know, he's a little in his own head, uh, hasn't really ever performed to the level we expect out of him in the playoffs, and uh, and you know the under the under look makes sense to me, but uh, to be honest, that's probably has more to do with the balls. I mean, this uh, this nonsense that's going on where they uh, they introduced the juiced balls during the regular season, denied it, denied it, denied it. The science came out, and we're like, nope, they were juiced. Uh, and then they pulled the old switcheroo for the postseason. Like this is bizarre that Major League Baseball is pulling this uh, this crap. And I would think that uh, if the, if there's a likelihood that the uh, you believe the they pulled the, the switcheroo, without a doubt. I mean the sci- the science looks completely un- unimpeachable. 
it looks like they and and honestly, like I, I, I get why. Like you know, the game they were probably. I don't want to get into an games. argument. <laughs> you disagree? I can't get into an argument, Cam, with a guy about metrics that measures earthquakes for a living. I'm going to be out of my element here. So, oh yeah, they, they, yeah, they like they got to pick your spots for sure. Almost, almost certainly, they almost certainly they're using the old balls, and uh, you know, it, it, I get, I get why too, because like you know, you've watched these games, like these Yankee games are tough to watch. They just they drag out at bat. They 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 they. they pick away at the at the strike zone with their pitchers like they they go extended uh you know pit you know coaching visits on the mound and longer than usual uh you know changing pitchers more pitcher changes than usual like these yankee games are like four or five hours long they're a marathon and they try i feel like they try to wear down their opponent just by doing that um and to a degree i think major league baseball was rightfully concerned that these games were going to be six seven hours if you had you know, a number of, uh, you know, home runs on top of it. If you had like eight to 10 type of uh, type of games as opposed to, you know, three to one. Uh, So, you know, I get why they would do it. And I I just find it pretty unbelievable that they're denying it when we have, you know, pretty clear and obvious evidence that the drag on the balls is, is not what it was during the regular season, which, you know, is all I needed to see. Well, the Cardinals say that the ball went 4.6 feet um, less um, you know, in their series. Yet, as I brought up, the weather's also worse, too. That's got to come into play. The ball's not going to travel as far. Uh, you know, not, I'm just, just not talking about these crazy winds, but even just generally, you know, humidity is going to make the ball travel further than it does at this time of the year. But I can't, I can't argue it. I mean, baseball, I don't know what the hell they're doing with the balls. There's something to it. I mean, there's obviously something to it. And there's also something to this. Now, I, I talked about this. Um, earlier in the week, actually, uh, long before this story broke, even about the uh, the New York Yankees um, complaining now, but um, the Houston Astros guys, they're you know they're really really good, they're great. Like you look, you know their team, it's like they're unbeatable almost. Yet, is Garrett Cole that much better? That oh my God, Garrett Cole is just superhuman and. And averages 13 strikeouts per nine innings. And, you know, everything they do is perfect. They're the Patriots of Major League Baseball, guys. Like, they, they really are. And it's no secret. Listen, their GM's a genius. He's the guy that um, he's the guy that's with the Cardinals. And the Cardinals hacked into the system after and stuff. But And they're not even denying it here. So, uh, basically, the Yankees are talking uh, about... Um, about the Astros whistling camp. Yeah. And Ooh. so the Houston Astros Ooh. and the Yankees uh, resume play here this evening. The Astros um, lead the series 2-1. They also lead the series in a different category, stealing signs and or figuring out the opposing pitcher's tells. Yeah. A.J. Hitch says it's kind of funny. If you don't want to tip your pitches, then maybe you should uh, take into consideration uh, into doing the same, not doing the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, basically, yeah. the we'll get into this, but the Astros are being accused of, like, deep video stealing during games. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and whole much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com slash DUNK. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Dunk it. Um, all right, uh, game time decisions continues. I'm Marenzi's Cam Stewart. We have Will Capper with us. So just quickly, as far as the uh, the accusations, and it really, it's kind of not accusations; it's fact. Um, like I said, AJ Hinch says uh, if you don't want uh, you tip your pitches, maybe you shouldn't do the same thing over and over and over again all the time. Um, all right, so we all know that you know everyone sort of is looking to to figure out people's signs uh, yet. Um, the Yankees believe that the Astros, amongst other teams, believe that the Astros are using an illegal video stream during the game, relaying it in, and then uh, signaling it to the players. I'm always fascinated Ooh. about how fast they're able to do this and just about, yeah. wouldn't it be distracting? And But they have it down to a, uh, to a science. According to Andy Martino of uh, Sportsnet New York, the dugouts got into an argument during game one after Yankees coach noticing a whistling sound in the opposing uh, dugout on certain pitches. While whistling not in the rule book is considered a bridge too far. It's like a, a violation of, like, the code. Unwritten rules. Oh, yeah. my God. It is. So, yeah, you Yankees can't be – they're whistling pitches. I know. Unbelievable. But I guess everyone's saying, yeah, it's a bridge too far. Major League Baseball investigated this week, included the Astros did not uh, violate the rules. Martino added – that uh, various big league personnel have told them they believe the Astros use video cameras to seal signs, which is also a bridge too far, right? It's one thing to have, like, a guy in a dugout, but they're not the only ones that do it. But it's really, it's a long list of allegations. Last year, Cleveland filed an official complaint with Major League Baseball about a person claiming to be an Astros employee who was filming their dugout. I'm telling you, they're the freaking Patriots, these guys. During game two, Astros third baseman of this series, Alex Bregman, was caught on camera saying, glove, glove, leading to speculation James Paxton, uh, whose tell the Astros had already uh, cracked once this season, was once again tipping his pitches. In game three, the Astros laid off Luis Severino's secondary pitches to the extent that former big leaguer Alex Rodriguez tweeted that uh, they were definitely... Um, they definitely were taking the signals and it, uh, it saw, knew what the uh, the Yankees were calling. Mm. Um, <laughs> goes on. T- Tyler Glass now. They hit Tyler Glass now. Tyler Glass now uh, said that they uh, Craig Kimbrell, Craig Kimbrell. Like we go on and on, guys. The Astros are the freaking Patriots. They're a step ahead of everybody, but they're not the only ones. If you remember, guys, last year the Boston Red Sox. People caught on that every one of the guys on the team was suddenly wearing that new uh, iWatch. 
Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't yeah. for fashion purposes. No. They were ripping off. They had a little scene going with the with the iWatch because it was a mini computer out there. And I had Bobby Valentine on at the time who managed the Red Sox, uh, you know, once. And we were talking, and he goes, listen, everybody's, you know, doing stuff. But he goes, some teams just take it to a modern level. Like, baseball didn't have video and cell phones. Like, the Jays camera really known for it, too, dude. Oh, yeah. And they're a the cell phone the company. Sign. They got, like, a bunch of Rogers employees. Yep. They're on their phones. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. They're texting. Like, yep. it's like it's over the top. They have them in center field. Like, players have, like, like, told them to F off and stuff. They turn around. Hey, buddy, how you doing tonight? Like, they know. <laughs> Right, but the, it's like the Astros, their scouting, their analytics. Like I said before, Whale Capper, Garrett Cole's awesome, but they know every little thing about everything. They're smarter than everybody. You got to tip your cap to them. Yeah, it's, you, call, you said it right. They're like the Patriots of Major League Baseball, which is why you bet on them to win the World Series every year. <laughs> I mean, that, that's really all there is <laughs> for us who are in the betting community. Uh, and it's funny that the Yankees are like, you know, crying about uh, unwritten rules of baseball. Like, this team won how many titles in the well, late 90s? And it, well, on the thanks, thanks to the fact that they had the best strength and conditioning program. They are the, the underdogs, like, Grail Cap. Yeah. They're the little guy. <laughs> yeah. They're the little yeah, guy. Oh, yeah. Yankees. Yes. Yes. Let's say, said yes, this David so. versus Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. It's All right. Unbelievable. So, who do you like I'll, in the I, game, Cam, tonight? Who do you take? You're going to lay the, the oh. Yang. Who are you taking? Uh, well, Capper, Astros or Yankees win tonight? So, well, first of all, I, I personally, I, the last thing I wanted to spell about all those rumors, the, the Astros aren't hitting the ball. They're not, if they know what the pitches are, they sure as hell should be doing a lot better offensively. They're, they're, they are putting it together with, uh, you know, pop, you know, pop out, you know, uh, you know, stolen base, wild pitch. Like, like they're, they, I think they have yet to get a hit with runner in scoring position this series. So if they're cheating, they're sure as hell not doing a very good job. Hopefully, maybe they've been saving it for these, uh, you know, the third and fourth wins. I don't know. Um, but I think the Yankees win this. I think this series is going the distance. I think uh, I don't like Yankees' mental composition for this big of a, a moment. And you add in the element of the fact that the conditions are going to be especially dicey out there. I think that gets in Yankees' head. And I think that uh, the Yankees even it up tonight. Yep. All right. Let's I agree. Get into the football. 100%. 100% game, all Yankees tonight. What's Granky going to do, too? The guy throws off-speed stuff, right? It's going to be windy. A lot of things are happening in New York, even like a bigger crowd on him. Like, I think he's going to get rocked. I trust Tanaka might give up the long ball, but he throws a lot more junk and stuff. It's going to be moving. You got to take the Yankees. It's only 35, 40 cents. I think it's a good price for them tonight. I'm still undecided. <laughs> still undecided. Coming down to the wire here. You know, but, you know, I've always said that whale capper, it's like, you know, election time now. You know, like before the elections, they always have, like, the town hall with the undecided voter, right? Yeah, and yeah. I've always said, vote? like, if you're still undecided, like, a night before an election, you probably shouldn't vote. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, right, right, for sure. Well, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to see what they say at the final debate. And it's the same way. If you're undecided, you know, minutes before a sporting event and you don't know, Maybe you shouldn't bet it. I'm sort of wavering. Yeah. My gut is telling me, and I'm sorry to Window Will and to, to Brian and to Sean G and to everybody, but uh, I'm leaning with the Houston Astros uh, uh -oh. plus uh, 120 right now. Uh, For the record, Mike Cardano's uh, on the Astros, and he doesn't seem to lose ever. Like he, he's, no, he does. Mike, he wins Mike's like a villain, too. 
He's like a villain, well, Cam. Like he's like ah, uh, he likes chaos. Everyone in New York's pulling for the Yankees. So yeah. Cardano goes to the window and puts a nickel on the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it yeah. works for him, man. And his NFL bets are amazing on Sunday. And he picks like the thing about Cardano, Gabe. Too, what makes him good is he takes underdogs, like not spreads, like we talked about before, like straight up seven point dog, they'll win outright. Since we've been doing that Sunday show, you're right. I don't think I've uh, he's won every time. He doesn't lose. So now I'm scared. I like the Yankees. Um, well, speaking of favorites, <laughs> um, I will not be taking the underdog tonight. I look forward to Whale Capper's uh, opinion on this. Thursday night football, the Chiefs and the Broncos. <laughs> Who would have thought that it would be a big game? It is a big game. It's a big game for the division. It's a big game for both these teams. You can make an argument that the Denver Broncos could be 4-2. and two. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Let's say three and three at minimum. They got screwed over against the Bears and they got screwed over against the Jags. They really did. Yet they played themselves back into the picture right now in a very weird division. If the Chiefs lose tonight, suddenly they're only uh, you know they're they're at five hundred here. So and um, the um, the Broncos are only one game behind them, I should say. Yet I'm not buying in. I think we're getting value. I get it. I'm seeing all this stuff about Mahomes' ankle, and, oh, it's worse than people say it is. I know they're a beat-up team coming into tonight, but I guess call me Pauly Public. I'm on the Kansas City Chiefs. I've been, you know, I was on the Chiefs. I've, I was on the Colts a couple of weeks ago. I've, I've had a good read on this team, Well, Capper. I feel as though the Chiefs win tonight. You know, in the last 25 division games, they're 22-3 and three straight up. Ooh, That's right. Nice. They're 22-3 and three straight up. Last 25 division games. They've won seven straight games against the Denver Broncos. They're 6-1 and one to the spread against uh, the Broncos in the last seven. What's your take, uh, Whale Capper? We ride together with the Chiefs tonight. Uh, get right spot for this team. They, um, it, it, you know, you brought up the fact that the Broncos are 2-4, and four and, you know, if they couldn't defend home field to uh, Mitch Trubisky and, and, uh, and Gardner. They couldn't defend home field to Mitch Trubisky or Gardner Minshew. And now Pat Mahomes, we're expected that they're going to keep him down. Um, I know that there are specific matchups that favor the Broncos in this game. I know that they want to run the ball in general and that the Kansas City Chiefs are especially poor against the run. I know that they want to get after you with the pass rush and that the Chiefs are suffering from a cluster injury at offensive line that is not great. Like those are those are facts. I know all of that. And I still cannot pass up the opportunity to back the Chiefs at minus three when they're going up against Joe Flacco and Vic Fangio. You have a rookie head coach on Thursday Night Football. They, these are This is a horrible spot to have your first ever uh, experience on Thursday Night Football going up against this particular team. The idea that they're going to have defensive wrinkles that are specific for the, uh, the Chiefs game plan already implemented on a short week is not likely the fact that they're you know that, that they are going to have a specific offensive game plan that takes advantage of the chief's weaknesses is is unlikely in my opinion and i like the uh, the idea that um i like the idea that you can go, come into this game uh buying the chiefs at a depressed price if this were chiefs minus six and a half or chiefs minus six then we would be having a very different conversation. But the money is, it's already been bet out. The value in the Broncos is long, long gone. If you didn't get in at six or four, you know, four and a half or five or whatever, then you are out of luck now at three. There is no doubt about that in my mind. So to me, this is Chiefs or stay away from the game. And I can't pass up the opportunity to back Pat Mahomes with the short of a spread against a quarterback and a coach that I find vastly inferior to what the Chiefs are trotting out there. Cam, what's your take? 
I don't think I don't think it's that easy. I think when Pat Mahomes was at his prime, he was very lucky to beat Denver when Denver was even worse than they were this year. Remember scrambling around making miracle plays. I do agree with Will Capper in the number though. Uh, a three three is a horrible number to get Denver at. You can need at least four and a half, but. I'm, uh, I'm treading lightly, Gabe. I haven't even pulled the trigger on this one. I think it's going to be within three points. I think it's going to be real tight. I might take the Broncos. <laughs> Will Capper uh, kicking it with us. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll get uh, some of uh, Will Capper's other uh, quick picks in the National Football League. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Thank you, Yang. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage continues. I'm Marenzi. We're throwing it down. Sports Grid. Uh, get on the, the grid. Uh, we're at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, Meadowlands big night uh, here tonight. New York Yankees in a win fest. Take on the Houston Astros. And, of course, we've got Thursday night uh, football. Me and Cam will break down this game more a little bit uh, later on. Before we move on to a couple of other games, we'll let Will Capper. Uh, go enjoy another beautiful Southern California afternoon. Uh, any props tonight, uh, gentlemen? And I can tell you, I did a video earlier in the day for FanDuel, and a, a prop that uh, caught my eye was uh, Royce Freeman over three and a half receptions. Um, he's gone over that number in four of the last five football games. They're starting to utilize him. This running back situation, I am on Kansas City, but it doesn't mean that nobody on uh, Denver is going to uh, do anything. And we're talking about a Kansas City defense, guys. It gives up over 160 yards a game on the ground. 30th in the National Football League. Um, they're starting to get Lindsey going a little bit right now, and they're starting to figure it out. Like, Lindsey, they, he gets more carries. They throw it to Freeman. And they're starting to get a little rhythm in the backfield going over the last couple of weeks on their two-game win streak. Both been pretty productive. And I think that can continue uh, tonight. But one thing, one thing, it's easier for Houston to run the ball because Kansas City has to worry about Deshaun Watson. they got to worry about DeAndre Hopkins. they got to worry about Will Fuller. They're going to be able to stack the, uh, the, the box a lot more. And uh, Emmanuel Sanders... Is pretty pretty injured. I know. I, I think he's playing, but he's going to play. But um, I don't know what he's going to bring to the table. So you know, I like Freeman though to catch the passes, and I think Lindsey should go over seventy and a half rush yards as well. Will Capper. Do we lose like Will Capper? Camp. Oh, Camp too. Oh, there, like there he is. I oh, yeah. like your Freeman look a lot. That's an inspired call. Uh, I like the breakdown. I like the angle. It makes a ton of sense to me. There's a ton of game state where that comes into play too. Like if Kansas City's playing from ahead, and you know, and uh, you know, uh, Denver has to 
throw their way back into it, you're going to see a lot more Freeman on the field than you're going to see Lindsay on the field. I worry a little bit about that Lindsay rushing prop because I agree with you 100%. Like, then the, the Kansas City must sell out to stop the run at all costs. Two weeks in a row, they've lost the game because they the, uh, the opposing team was able to play keep away by running four or five, six yards a clip and doing these extended drives, eating the clock. I mean, you know, they had one fourth quarter drive against the uh, the Houston Texans, and which completely negated their ability to try to make a comeback in that game. And so, I think you kind of you know the 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 writing is on the wall. You can't you can't play that way. You have to sell out and stop the run at all costs, even if it gives up some big pass plays. Uh, and I think you have to dare Joe Flacco to beat you over the top, throwing to some wide receivers that are a little bit untested. I mean, maybe Sutton has a big game from a yardage standpoint. Maybe, um, you know, maybe they get uh, Fant involved pretty heavily in the passing game. But I think uh, without a doubt, if you're Kansas City, you're coming into this game with a mindset. We are stacking the box and we are not going to get beat on the ground because we need to keep ourselves in the game. Uh, and uh, if we aren't scoring early and often and putting pressure on this team, then uh, we need to be able to have the ability to come back on them. And uh, I think that uh, I think either game state speaks to over Rex for uh, Royce Freeman and uh, speaks to, um, you know, under under rushing props for uh, for the Denver Broncos. Cam, I don't know how you feel about the rest uh, of the card yep. uh, this week. I actually like uh, I actually like the card. I, I'm seeing some spots. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm going to be right, but I do like the New York Giants minus the three. I'm looking at the Ooh. Houston Texans. Um against uh, the Colts. I actually think it's a nice spot uh, here for the Texans to keep it rolling. Um, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, no strong feel. Rams, Falcons. Oh, God. Um, This is a tough one, but (laughs) I'm I'm going with the Rams. It's like final stand, you know, line in the sand. This is it. You know, either the Rams are imploding. You know, the implosion is real if the Rams lose or Quinn gets fired. This is like a wrestling, like, loser leaves town match, or at least Quinn. Quinn's going to get fired if he loses this game, which might, might not be fair. But between the Rams and the Falcons, I trust the Rams more uh, than the Falcons. Now they have Jalen Ramsey as well, help on Julio Jones a bit. Dolphins, you know, me and Cam were talking about the points, and the Bills shouldn't be. This is the biggest point spread for the Bills since Jim Kelly, 1992. Yeah. Bills haven't been as big a favorite since 1992. And I think it's too many points. But then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, man, it wouldn't surprise me if the Bills won 30-7. to You know, and they just shut them down. Uh, Those are some of the games. I was flirting with the Raiders at plus five and a half. Uh, You know, what catches your eye? You know, you don't have to give an announce for every game here, Will Capper. But any of these games or you like another side? What do you think of the card this week? And then you too, Kim. I think it's a pretty tough card. Um, I got smoked on my sides last week, so I'll kind of focus on totals, which I'm seeing a little bit better right now. Um, I'm got, I'm on the under in the uh, in the uh, Houston Indy game. I think that uh, is a classic divisional matchup where you're you're going to have two teams that are going to lean pretty heavily on their offensive lines to dictate the game and play a little bit of keep away here. So this uh, to me smells more like a first team to twenty wins than. Uh, a back and forth type of a shootout. So under 40, I got under 47 and a half earlier in this week. I think it's still bettable to the under. That's probably my favorite look on the card. Uh, in the the other under that I think is worth a sniff is that uh, Arizona uh, Giants game. I think uh, has been bet up in in uh, in the wrong direction. Um, we got information that uh, the Giants are going to have a bunch of their offensive pieces back. People think, oh well, that means they're going to score more points. 
To me, it means, no, they're going to control the game more. They're going to have, you know, greater ability to, um, you know, put this game away uh, if they can generate an early lead, not unlike what we saw when they played against the Washington Redskins. This has every whiff of that sort of game, which uh, you have fewer, fewer drives, fewer possessions. Giants defense is playing better lately. You look at 35 points scored by the Patriots last week and you think, oh, the Giants defense still stinks. It's still the same unit that was out there week one against the Cowboys, but they've made some meaningful strides in my opinion and a lot of those points scored by the patriots were cheap points defensive points uh, and uh you know special teams points so i think um i think you get a pretty honest effort out of the giants defense and i think the uh, the cardinals offense is overrated having just come off of playing two of the worst defenses in the league in cincinnati and atlanta um speaking of the bad defenses in atlanta i think that that game absolutely plays to an over uh, first team to 30 wins there. Um, I got a funny feeling that the uh, the Falcons are going to get it done just because things, you know, they, the Sean McVay is not making great decisions. He's second guessing himself uh, in game state situation. So if that if that's a back and forth uh, yep. kind of team with the ball last wins, I can see the Falcons steal that one. Um, but I like over in that game. I bet 53 and a half. It's up to 54 and a half. I think that's still bettable. Uh, and then the Monday night over. I think the Jets are live. I legitimately think the Jets yeah, are alive in this game. They should not be. Yeah. They should not be dogs. This this uh, this degree of dogs. The, there are serious signs of Tom Brady coming back to earth, and uh, you know, or just going through uh, a general regression right now. Uh, because, probably because he's like forty two or forty three. Uh, but either way, the um, you know Sam Darnold was a shot in the arm for the Jets last week. He's going to be one more week removed from his illness. Uh, and they have a relatively healthy squad, both sides of the football here. So this is an over spot for me just because I think this is going to be by far and away the toughest offense the Patriots have faced to this point in the season. And, um, you know, I could see I could see the Jets getting into the 20s, which means the Patriots are going to have to go score for score with them, which uh, lends itself to an over 43 in this one. Cam? I like it. I like it. Yeah, no, it's uh, Gabe. I've already made that play. Jets plus uh, nine and a half is going to be one of my favorite plays of the week. I agree with Whale Capper. I think there's going to be points. I like what I saw from them. They moved it up and down the field on the Cowboys. And let's talk about the Patriots' covers. Uh, special teams plays, block punts. Uh, Buffalo <laughs> outplayed them. They won the game. It's just, no, that's the thing about the Patriots, yeah. right? They bring their B game yeah. and they cover every week. Then the Giants, the Giants actually played great against them. What happens? Big mistakes there on special teams. Sick and tired of this crap. They don't deserve to cover, and they do. The Jets make a statement. Nine and a half is a lot of points. Next, I'm going to take the Chargers against the Titans. Even though uh, it was time to move with Tannehill, uh, Russell Okung coming back to protect Phillip Rivers is absolutely huge because the backup has been torched. This team has been left for dead now. I like them better on the road and at home. They have no home field advantage. Getting two and a half in Tennessee looks good to me. And uh, Gabe and I talked about it. Miami-Buffalo, 17 is too many points for me with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick getting the start against his former team. I think the Bills' defense can still get to him, but... He's a gritty, grindy guy, and I think uh, they probably lose the game by 10 points, uh, not 17. It's too many points for me. Those are the three games that I have on my radar, and I agree, Will Capper. I, I, you got me thinking about that Houston Indy. I think it's like a 21-17 old-school uh, boxing fight boxing fight type of game because Indianapolis, for them to succeed, you know they like to get Marlon Mack in that running game going, and Houston, I think Absolutely. both defenses show up. It's not going to be a score fest. I think it's going to be an old-school defensive battle. I like that. Lean Houston in the under there. Those are the early nice, leans, Gabe. Nice, nice, And the Giants. I like the Giants, too, as do you. Some interesting uh, interesting games that we didn't even get to before we get you out of here, Whale Capper. Uh, Eagles and the uh, Cowboys. Another yeah. interesting uh, football game uh, this week. 
We take yeah, top flight the both, both teams have holes. I know. Both teams kind of have fatal flaws. The fatal flaw with uh, with the Cowboys is a bigger problem in my mind. Uh, that that whole soap opera that's playing out between ownership and coaching is such a mess. Uh, they, you know, clearly, to me at least, this is entirely projecting. Kellen Moore got too much credit for their hot early start. Jason Garrett got upset because he's like, well, I'm helping too, and I'm, uh, you know, he's a lame duck. He needs to get. You know, he's, he's looking for a contract extension, so he puts his <laughs> fingerprints on the offense, trying to get a little bit of credit for making changes, trying to get Zeke Elliott more involved so he can show ownership, hey, that guy you just invested $100 million is really paying off. Like, you know, he's, he's legitimately, you know, in, in, a, in a horrible spot because he's a lame duck. And I think that that is kind of trickling the entire way that that organization is being run right now. It's a mess. They're dealing with injuries on the, to their cornerbacks and to their wide receivers which means that the only way that they get this win is if Zeke carries them, and I don't think he can do that against a very legit uh, front seven for Philly. So I like Philly to pull up, uh, pull, up pull out a win in that, in that spot. Uh, and then um, the other game that's really interesting that I'd like to hear your guys feel on is uh, Baltimore-Seattle. So I took, uh, I took the Ravens in this one. I think the Ravens are live. I think their offense can score on the Seattle defense. And even more than that, uh, you know, this looked to me like a game that's going to go score for score but for some reason, this is like the most heavily bet side I've seen in to, to this point in the season. The under has so much money stacked against it. You, if you want to go to your, you know, to your, uh, your, your, your shop and get as much down as you want on this over, they'll take it because someone out there has got, you know, is betting the under like they know what the scores, final score is going to be. And I don't see it. I see this as a shootout. I think Baltimore is live in this one, and I think they're going to, you know, this is has kind of all of the whiffs of what we saw when Houston and uh, Deshaun Watson went up to Seattle two years ago uh, and just went blow for blow back and forth with uh, Russell Wilson and company. So I, I'm, I'm surprised by the line movement in this one going towards the under, and I think Baltimore's live. Do you guys have a good read on that game? Very evenly matched teams. You were on. You were on Seattle against Cleveland, Gabe. I didn't have the balls. I teased them, so I'll give you credit with that call. I thought you know Cleveland might win that game in a tight one. So I, it's tough. The one thing about Seattle is I almost like them. It's weird, guys. I like them better on the road than at home now. It's just one of those things. They've been playing great recently on the road, yet the lines are inflated at home, and it's dangerous. Look at the way they played Cincinnati at home. The loss to New Orleans, where the score was not indicative, they got pummeled in that game. They scored two late backdoor touchdowns there. They really got massacred. If you look at Seattle at home, they haven't been very good. Rams, who have been horrible this year, missing yeah. a kick to win yeah. the game. They're not the same yeah. Seahawks at home game, but conversely, on the road, they play great football now. It's really weird. It's the opposite of what it used to be. I actually think the number, though, is, and now you're getting a little value because of it. They're only three-point favorites. That's the thing with yeah. Baltimore. There's not a lot of wiggle room uh, with the number, but I do agree. They're very, they're so similar, these two football teams. It's going to be a fun yeah. game to watch. Russell Wilson versus Lamar Jackson. That's for sure. Whale Capper, the hour flew by. Thank you for joining us. Hey, best of luck this weekend, Ben. Have a good one. Whale. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Yeah. <laughs>
This is unbelievable. Every day, it just gets, you know. All right, so uh, now uh, reports. Uh, LeBron James. So we talked about this earlier in the week. LeBron actually demanded to Adam Silver that Daryl Morey be punished. Who the hell do you think you are, LeBron? You are. Exactly. You're not the commissioner of the league. Like, dude, you don't run the NBA, LeBron. Like, really? Like, this guy is unbelievable. Like, oh, I don't get involved in everything. No, no, you yeah. don't, right? Just unless it Just affects you and for yeah, your exactly. own good. Yeah, yeah right. so, and get this. Silver told him we're not punishing him. Like, yeah, he, exactly. Silver pushed back on LeBron. Now there's reports it wasn't Adam Silver that told the players not to talk. It was LeBron James. LeBron James reportedly has been working the phones and telling every team, don't talk about this. Don't talk about China. All this because this son of a bitch has the stupid-ass movie Space Jam coming out. Hey, listen, Space Jam 1 sucked. Nobody, and people actually like Michael Jordan. Nobody wants to yeah. see Space Jam 2, all right? I don't. I'll tell you another Space thing. Jam 2. The thing about LeBron James is, and it's very obvious, He'll stand up for anything when his his interests aren't involved, his his buddy's interests aren't involved, his pizza company's not involved, his business assets aren't involved, money. And now yeah, all of a exactly. sudden China China and big time money and now and now and now you want to talk about it and have an opinion, get bent. It's absolutely brutal, man. This guy, I'll tell you something, man. I respect his basketball acumen, Gabe, but when it comes to it, what a selfish selfish thing to do and yeah, you're not bigger than the game, buddy. There's a commissioner. So uh, it's just it's just more fuel on the fire. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And Adam Silver, Adam, Adam Silver, Adam Silver, sort of comes out of this now with something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Silver got yes. beat up a bit in this. He comes out of this in that this is crazy, and it's confirmed. Silver pushed back on LeBron, reminding him nobody got suspended or punished when the players called out Donald Trump all the time. Ah. Funny. LeBron called Donald Trump a bum, but he wants someone punished for calling out the communist Chinese government. Hey, I like General Tao, but I'm not uh, I'm not pledging allegiance to